Hi, this is Pastor Anna Sorensen at French Creek Lutheran Church in Ettrick, Wisconsin. Thank you for joining together in worship, even as we can't join together in person. A reading from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, beginning with verse 13. The colorful story of Jesus' appearance to the two disciples on the road to Emmaus answers the question of how Jesus is to be recognized among us. Here, he is revealed through the scriptures and in the breaking of bread. Listen to the word of the Lord. Now on that same day, when Jesus had appeared to Mary Magdalene, two disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it, just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We had hoped. What sadness and longing I hear in those words. 
We had hoped. I understand these words in a new way in this year of pandemic. We had hoped. Part of the joy of living is in anticipation, in planning and dreaming, and hoping for things to come. I've heard many varieties of these words lately. We had hoped. We had hoped that this would be the year for the track team. We had hoped we would celebrate that milestone with loved ones. We had hoped to attend the family reunion. We had hoped for our long-planned summer vacation. We had hoped for graduations. We had hoped to take the French Creek High School students on a mission trip. We had hoped. I'm going to stop talking for a minute, and I want you to name out loud or even write down the things you had hoped for. You may even want to pause the podcast and let yourself think and feel all the things about that phrase. We had hoped. As I wrote the list of things that people shared with me that they had hoped for, as I wrote that list, I wept. I am so, so sad. This virus has taken away our anticipation, and we are grieving the loss of hope. So much grieving and anger and grief, and sorrow, and anger, and we are scared about things that we do not know. And some of us have lost loved ones and friends in this time of pandemic, not only to the virus, but to all the other things that end life, too. All these feelings in this time of pandemic help me enter into the story of Luke 24. We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. As Cleopas and the other disciple walked along the road, they were talking one to another, processing the events of the past several days, sharing in their grief and their disappointment. We had hoped. The disciples had heard the Easter gospel. He is risen, preached by the women themselves. But they did not yet have the new hope this message can bring. In the midst of their walking and talking, wondering, grieving, and anger, a stranger appeared and asked about And they related to him the events of the last week, the arrest, the torture, the killing, the alleged resurrection. 
We had hoped, they said, but our hopes have been dashed. What these disciples did not yet know is that in the midst of all their sorrow, angers, dashed hopes, Jesus walked with them. Verse 16 tells us that their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Luke does not tell us why the disciples cannot recognize their rabbi. Luke's purposeful obscuring of the source of the disciples' blindness allows us to put ourselves in their shoes. We wonder, did God obscure their vision? Or was their grief so deep that their eyes were filled with tears and they could not see what would have been obvious in any other circumstance? Was Jesus' appearance so different in the resurrection that there were no recognizable features? We place ourselves in this story next to Cleopas. We put our name in place of the disciple who's unnamed. But we cannot see for ourselves. As Jesus, as yet unknown to the disciples, teaches them, he connects their sorrow and anger to the scriptures. He reminds them of their traditions and of their God and the God of their ancestors. They do remember their manners, and they invite the stranger to eat with them. And at the table, he takes the place of the host, blesses the food, and once again serves them. And it is in being served and in eating that their eyes are opened to see the truth. Their eyes are opened to see the resurrected Christ, the one who walked with them all along. Now, if we have kept this scripture at arm's length, turning it about to study it as simply an ancient text that might have something to say to us in faith. If we have done that, we might well be amazed at the blindness and the stupidity of the disciples. But if we have allowed ourselves the vulnerability to step into this story, to become Cleopas's companion to walk along the road to Emmaus. Then we have been touched by the revealing of the one who was crucified and raised from the dead. Were not our hearts burning within us as he opened to us the scriptures? We will ask one another. Did not he make himself known when we shared the bread? We will ask one another. We are still on the road in grief and lament. We had hoped. 2020 was supposed to be the year or at least 
the summer. We were the things we were looking forward to. But we are still on the road. Jerusalem behind us, Emmaus yet ahead of us. And yet, this I know. Well, we may not see it now. Jesus walks with us as we wonder and ponder, as we grieve and rage and lament and ask, what does this mean? We may even ask Jesus, just as Cleopas asked, do you not know what has happened? How could you be so ignorant of all that is taking place? And yet Jesus was there in Jerusalem. And Jesus is here in the midst of pandemic, in the hospitals and the morgues and the funerals, and also in our homes, in our lonely homes. We may not see Jesus. Our eyes may see his presence only dimly. We might even perceive his absence. But this I know. The God who raised Jesus from the dead walks with us, even when we do not recognize him. And the day will come when we will break bread together around a table and we will recognize that the presence of the living Lord was with us all along, even when we couldn't see it. Amen. And thanks be to God. One of the gifts of being in a community, a faith community, is that we are a community. We're there for one another. If you are in the Gale, Ettrick, or Trempolo area of Wisconsin and you have a physical need, you need errands run, groceries picked up, chores done. Please contact me, pastor at frenchcreeklutheran.org, and I or a member of the congregation will be able to help you out. If you are willing to help out a neighbor, please also contact me so I can put you on a list of resources. We're creating community through prayer at 7 a.m., Monday through Saturday, morning prayer on Facebook Live. Join us there and leave your prayer requests. And we're using this podcast to connect to one another. I'd love for it to be more than my voice. If you would be willing to read scripture for the Sunday sermon broadcast, again, please reach out to me, pastor at frenchcreeklutheran.org, and I will walk you through the process. Thank you so very much. God bless you.